Hi, welcome to Razor Branding Podcast. This is Jackie Russo, and I'm the host. If it's your first time listening, thanks so much for downloading. Hopefully, you'll learn something about branding and come back for more. Episodes are released every Monday, and you can find them on iTunes or razorbranding.org, where you can subscribe through an RSS feed. If you have questions for me, you can find me on Twitter at Jackie Russo. Thanks. If you don't like what is being said, change the conversation. Hi, this is Jackie Russo with Razor Branding Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about four ways to differentiate your e-commerce. We want to give you some tips on how to make your e-commerce shop really stand out from the competition. When you're launching an e-commerce company, it's pretty daunting. I mean, there's so many things to know. So the number one problem you might have is competition. E-commerce is one of the most competitive places to sell a product or service. Your competition isn't just down the road, it's all over the world. Everybody's online. So instead of just having that little geographical square you need to concern yourself with, you now have the great big blue marble to worry about. Even if you found your niche, you'll also find a hundred other companies that offer something similar. The key here is to differentiate. You need to stand out. So here are some ways you can get started. Number one, you want to focus on value. Now realize, I'm not talking about price. I'm talking about value. Think differently than your competition because see, they're all focusing on price. They want to be the cheapest, but you want to be the best. So you want to establish a value that makes your price seem very economical. So yeah, you want to make sure you're financially competitive with the others, but let the consumer see the value of your work or product first. Example, a great way to set yourself apart in this area is to make sure your reviews are easily accessible. Let other people talk about how great you are and what a great job you did and how awesome your product is. Their testimonial of your greatness, their five-star review is really going to help you. It's going to help you rise to the top of search engines. It's going to help people like what you're doing because they're going to set an expectation. And that way your potential customers will see how satisfied their peers are. And don't shy away from criticism. Address it head on and be transparent. Consider this as a way of devoting yourself to the customer. That devotion will stick out amongst the competition. So when it comes to bad review, first of all, accept that it can happen. And those bad reviews fall into a couple of different categories. There are the people who are delusional. They think they waited an hour and a half for their food and it was actually 18 minutes. There are the people who are competitors. And so they're trashing you online just to try to make you look bad. And then there are the people who genuinely had a bad experience. They were frustrated. Uh, Their expectation wasn't met. So you deal with each of those similarly in that you confront it head on and address it and respond, but you also deal a little bit differently. If you think it's a competitor just leaving a snarky review, you can respond in kind. If you think it's someone who's delusional, address facts with facts. You're concerned about their concern. You pulled the information up out of the system. And although it probably felt like an hour and a half, it was indeed only 18 minutes. But you want to make it right for them, invite them back in, give them a free dessert or a free app or whatever. And then the third one, they felt like their waiter was providing uh, rude service or whatever it might be. Address it. They may be right. There may be a problem that you're unaware of that they're pointing out to you appreciate that and work with it. 
but make sure you respond on the page. That's one of the most important things. If people see that a bad review goes uh, unanswered, then that is very frustrating. But if they see that you actually care and you're concerned, then they're going to be more impressed by the response and less concerned about the initial bad review. Number two is branding. Another way you can differentiate your e-commerce business is highlighting an aspect that you do really well and telling the world. What's the message here? What is it that makes you great? Is everything you sell handmade, organic? Does it last for decades? Think beyond the biggest or the most expensive. What do you do best? And tell me everything, and I'm gonna call you out on that. That's like telling me everyone is your audience. Also, not true. Dig down deep. Find that little bitty thing that you truly excel at better than everyone that really makes you stand out and great. And don't say it's your people or your product or some other basic thing. Really make it something special. Consider starting a blog that highlights your differences. Make those differences front and center of all your marketing. Make sure when people think of you, they think of what sets you apart. Number three, you want to become a thought leader. Maybe the best part of the brand is you. If you have a persona that you can capitalize on, do so. Become a guest blogger. Include links to your e-commerce store. Start your own blog. Encourage discussion about your niche. Basically, build a personality that people can connect with, they can identify with. Build authority behind your e-commerce that people will notice. Getting links from authority sites will help not only with your SEO, but also with your credibility. You can become a thought leader in your corner of the e-commerce community. Look, a quick little pro tip. You want to consider a social media influencer or micro-influencer. Let's say you own a t-shirt design business. You send one of your t-shirts to a local musician and ask her to wear it in one of her many Instagram posts for her many Instagram followers. She does, and she tags you. Because, hey, she got a free shirt, and she likes it. It's super soft. Boom. Influencer marketing. Your shirt design is now seen by an entire audience that your social media accounts may not have reached. You could even provide a special code or discount to that group. Then they're buying, they're wearing the shirts, they're tagging you, and it goes on from there. Number four, you want to be of service. Consider service to your community a way to really differentiate and stand out. Many e-commerce businesses are so focused on the bottom line that they lose track of overall image. Forging partnerships with other online do-gooder organizations can serve many positive purposes. Besides upping your brand recognition, your business can be working to serve the very people you're trying to attract as customers. Example, if you sell only organic soaps, donate a portion of the profits to an environmental cause, or partner with another e-commerce brand that sells bridgeable products. These products will enhance your image and also increase your third-party links. That means more opportunities to attract new customers. Being different doesn't have to mean gimmicks or blowout sales. You can differentiate your e-commerce by exploring your options and learning to recognize opportunity. The internet is full of movements you can seize and make your own. Now you might be thinking, well wait, these are all the same tips I heard, I don't know, 30 episodes ago about my brick and mortar store. Um, duh. It's because it's all the same. At the end of the day, you have to figure out who your audience is. Truly your audience, not everyone. Drill down get specific, find a small group that you can really go own. Number two, you got to figure out what your message is. What makes you stand out? What makes people want to talk to you and use you and be a part of your group? And then number three, figure out where to put those messages. If you remember, like back on episode, I don't know, three or something, we talked about focus, connection, and harmony. That's all this is. Who are you focusing on? 
What are you saying to them and where do you say it? And when you know that and you do it very clearly over and over again, it doesn't matter if you have a B2B business that's trying to reach 200 engineers or a mass media business that's trying to reach 2 million potential consumers. At the end of the day, the plan is the same, focus, connection, and harmony. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Razor Branding Podcast. If you haven't already, then please subscribe. Stop just dropping in, grabbing one and going. Subscribe. We'll deliver them right to your phone every day. Well, I mean, every day that one comes out, which is really like every week. And most importantly, for the love of all things, please go to iTunes and give us a five-star rating. We need those ratings and reviews to stay at the top of the business podcast list. And I do so love being at the top of some lists. Uh, So thank you very much. Share with your friends. uh, Talk about us on social media. Tell everybody how great it is. And come back again next week.